Welcome back to another episode of Curious with Caitlin. Today, my guest and I are going to be talking about education in the 2020s, specifically about theories used to decode and explore literature, how education challenges students to look beyond themselves, and how education can sometimes be controversial to the point where even a past president has criticized course material. Welcome to the show, Burnham High School English teacher, Mike Espinoza. Welcome Hello, to the everyone. show. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on. And I'm so excited to hear what you have to say because I'm learning in your class right now, learning about critical race theory, which is what we're going to be talking about for the majority of today. And I just think that it's something that everyone should hear about and learn more about. Yeah, appreciate uh, appreciate you having me here and, you know, talking about this and, you know, just looking over some of the things we're going to talk about today, um, just really, you know, um, focusing in on how important it is to talk about, you know, critical race theory and all the things that go along with it. All right, so let's just jump right in. Can I first have you tell us a little bit about your job, how long you've been teaching for, what inspired you to teach? Sure. Um, so I am currently in my fourth year of teaching. Um, and I have been teaching all four years um, at Branham High School. And I actually also did my student teaching at Branham High School as well. So I feel like I've been here about five years. Um, and I've also taught relatively the same, the same classes each, each year. So I've taught English one, which is a freshman class, and uh, AP Literature um, all, all the years. And then I've taught AVID, uh, which is like a college prep class for the last three years. So, um, you know, it's been really nice, you know, teaching at Branham, I enjoy it, you know, at the school. I love the diversity there, lots of different, you know, walks of life that come through the classrooms. And, um, and yeah, so I, that's, that's pretty much how I've been, how long I've been teaching and what I teach. I'm sure that since you've been around at Branham for a little while, you've seen how it's changed and especially last year in 2020, there just have been some things that needed to be addressed in education and curriculums have had to been tweaked. But I was just wondering if you could tell the audience what critical race theory is, why you teach it, if it's something new that you've implemented into your teachings and just how you teach it in all. Yeah, so... Um... What, well, I guess we can start with what, what is critical theory, critical race theory. Yeah, I know. That um, was a lot. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, so CRT, we'll, we'll just call it CRT for short, um, is basically one of many theories that, you know, is used uh, usually in higher ed, so usually in the college level um, ranks, as a way to analyze not just literature. We use it, we use it for literature in our class, but more just... Um, in, in the legal field, it's used in the medical field, in all sorts of different ways. Um, and it just gives us a way to analyze these different things through different lenses, right? And so when, we, when we're talking about critical race theory, you know, um, when, uh, we, what we do is we're looking at whatever it is, whether it's a book or a poem uh, or a short story or, or anything, we're looking at it for specific racial um, values. Right. And so kind of saying like, well, how does, uh, you know, white supremacy play a role here? How is, you know, who, who's being able to speak even? Are, you know, is there people of color 
and what are what are their roles, you know, in this in this current context, and and, and so on and so forth, right? And um, and so that's that's kind of like it, like a, a, a fast way of kind of understanding critical race theory. Um, I over my years, I have started to implement it more and more, along with other theories as well, into um, mostly AP literature, because like I said, one, it is it is college level. So AP, AP courses are college level. So just giving students, you know, um, access and opportunity to engage with kind of theoretical uh, concepts that are a little more difficult than they would normally learn in a on-level course. Um, but also because you know, these, these theories that I've chosen um, are, in my opinion, I think they're, they're, you know, really relevant to what's, you know, just going on in our world, in our society. And I think that, um, I think that critical race theory in particular, you know, is really relevant, you know, today with everything going on uh, with um, the Black Lives Matter movement and all kinds of stuff like that. So, you know, in some ways it gives students not just the tool to analyze literature, but also a tool to analyze their world and the and the uh, their their society in general. Sitting in on your lessons about it, I've learned so much. You've brought so many things to light that I think are usually ignored because they are, as you've said, tougher to address in everyday conversation. Can you maybe tell me about? one of the most maybe impactful lessons that you've taught this year and you've received feedback about? Um, you know, I think, and this is pretty typical for, for every year. So one, one text that we usually start with, you know, in critical race theory is um, the new Jim Crow. And that's a, that's a book that came out back in 2010. So it's almost about, yeah, about 10, 10, 11 years old now, uh, but still very relevant. And, you know, we don't read the whole book, but we do read chapters out of it in our groups. And, um, and I usually do a little bit more. So obviously this year has been a lot, you know, pared down because of distance learning and Zoom learning and all that. We don't have enough time or as much time as we would in class. Um, so this year I just had students sort of reflect on what they read and like, how is this relevant to, you know, what they understand about in our world and our society and how did, do they do they agree even with what they read um, and usually what I do is very similar in our class but then we'll actually do uh, presentations on the new Jim Crow when I have more time either way though these are pretty impactful a lot of times you know especially this year students were just like wow like I, I had no idea you know the, for instance, the because that that book is uh, focused on mass incarceration and how the uh, particularly how how our country has basically evolved from slavery, right, and how that has evolved into into uh, the current system of mass incarceration of the justice system, so on and so forth. And um, Michelle Alexander, the the author, does a really good job of, of kind of you know showing that and and, and showing the ways which that has happened and it's always it's always eye-opening for a lot of students and really just kind of seeing those those connections and, and making those um making those observations right so that's definitely one thing that always stands out to me every year definitely if you haven't read the new jim crow i recommend it i learned a lot by reading it. a lot about mass incarceration as you've said 
about how it disproportionately impacts people of color, which is completely unfair. And I hope to see change. And then next, I wanted to talk a little bit about the controversy regarding critical race theory. You showed us a video of President Trump actually addressing critical race theory in curriculums. And he said something really interesting about how it shames America. And I was kind of shocked because I, I don't know. There's so many different ways that you can look at this theory. You can see it as a good thing. You can see it as a bad thing. So what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, the um, so this you know, it's interesting. The, the history of critical race theory has been mired in controversy from the very beginning. So when when it first kind of started, uh, you know, back in, I believe, the 70s with Derek Bell, you know, Professor Bell from Harvard, who kind of was um, constructing this theory for the legal field, right? So he was he was a lawyer. And uh, he was looking at the ways in which the justice system in particular, you know, um, and the policies and laws in our, in our country just did not uphold, you know, justice for people of color and particularly uh, black individuals. Um, you know, this was at Harvard, like I said. And even then, you know, the, the university was like, whoa, whoa, you know, like, what are you, you know, what are you talking about? Why, you know, we, you know, laws in this country are, are fine, they're, they're good to go. And so, um, you know, since the beginning, it's always been mired in controversy. And I think, in my opinion, the reason why it's so controversial is because it really does take a critical eye to the foundation of our country, you know, and critical race theory, you know, and, you know, the, the, the foundation of it states that, every like race plays a role in everything right everything we do in our in our country everything you know from the justice system to the educational system to medical field to everything and uh and when we when we understand that then it really um opens up a lot of wounds right a lot of different you know um issues in our in our country and so i think it's hard you know it's hard to kind of you know grapple with that and for some people, it might just be too much and they might not want to go there. You know what I mean? And um, and so I I always address the controversy. You know, uh, we never had in my I, I don't I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think we've ever had a president uh, talk about <laughs> critical race theory in particular ever. Um, so it was it was really interesting to kind of see, um, you know, President Trump mention it you know and kind of in a negative way as well and i was just you know kind of taken aback like wow like i've never seen a president attack a theoretical concept you know from from an educational standpoint and um and yet i i get it because when you understand his his uh position right of wanting to make america great again and things like that um it goes hand in hand with not wanting to criticize the past Right. And so it made sense to me, at least, that he would be critical of critical race theory. Yeah, it's it's super interesting because it can easily be viewed as a really useful educational tool. But at the same time, there are there is definitely a population that opposes it. Have you ever had a student or a parent say that they were uncomfortable with the content or have you ever had someone back out? 
Um, I haven't had anyone back out, but I definitely have had students who push back for sure. Um, I would assume that there would probably be students this year too who would do that, but it's it's just because of Zoom and, and distance learning, it's a little easier to just not, you know, just maybe maybe they just mute me or something when I'm talking mm -hmm. about things. I don't know. But um but you know, usually, yeah, every every year actually I've had at least a few students who definitely are more conservative and um and that's why I started to incorporate like like not like uh, what was it called? Kind of just like like a heads up, you know, just like hey, like heads up, you know, there are critiques out there about this theory, and uh, you know, if if that's if that's you, and you feel like you know this is something you don't agree with, that's totally okay. And I want to hear your, you know, I want to hear your thoughts. You know, I want to hear what you have to say. I really want to bring your voice into the classroom. You know, and um, and so we've had really really interesting discussions in the past from students who were just like, well, I don't think race, you know, for instance, some of the things that come up, um, I don't think race is a big, like a, that big of a deal anymore. I think we should, you know, move beyond race. And I think we shouldn't, you know, focus so much on it. I think that's the problem, so on and so forth. Um, I've had students who, you know, advocated for more of an all lives matter kind of um, position, you know, and, and, and from, from a place from a place of positivity, you know, they, they think that it's good for us to, you know, not see color, you know, and to instead embrace everyone as, you know, human, which sounds great, you know, and so um, certainly, I've certainly had students in the past who have, you know, talked about things, but at the same time, those same, a lot of those same students come to me, oftentimes personally, like, you know, outside of the classroom, and say, you know, thank you for bringing these things up because I never would have even thought about some of these things. And so you're really, you're really giving me something to think about, you know, going forward. And so that's the most I could ask for uh, when we come, when we, you know, talk about these things in, in the classroom. That's really great because it's human nature to have prejudice. We all have our own views. And I think it's really good that you set yours aside and you are able to hear the perspectives of every single student because that's a sign of a great teacher. For sure, yeah. And always, I mean, you know, I, I have my own personal opinions, like you said, and all that kind of stuff. But I try not to bring that into the classroom. And this year, this year's been hard because, you know, usually we have so much more discussions, you know, like in-class discussions are always like my favorite. And uh, we just haven't had that this year because of Zoom and all that. But uh, but yeah, usually there's, it's, oftentimes I just kind of throw out questions to the class and let them go at it, you know, let the students kind of talk. And um, and yeah, it's really, it's really great to hear from everybody, you know, whether, whether they agree with it or not. So yeah, I appreciate that. Currently, in this time right now, there's just so many things coming to light. And you not only teach critical race theory to help students express how they feel and explore other walks of life, but you also teach Marxist theory, which I'm sure we're going into later, psychoanalysis, which is going into Freud's findings. And I just wanted to talk to you about those and how 
these theories also promote inclusion in the classroom and how they also help students broaden their perspectives? Yeah, so these are all, you know, all part of the, the critical theories that are out there. And there's, there's other ones as well. There's, there's a lot of them. Um, but I, I do think, like you said, that they do promote inclusion because I feel like oftentimes, and, and this has been evolving for me on a personal level as a teacher, right? As a teacher, you know, I would start maybe with critical race theory. That's the theory that I feel most comfortable with personally, because that's what I kind of focused on in, in college. Um, and I would have students talk about personally, you know, in the past, you know, about their sexuality or about their gender and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, I started thinking, I need to bring more of that in. You know, I need to bring more of these other theories in. So one, people who don't necessarily identify with those populations can learn more about it, including myself, right? And two, um, so students who do identify with those populations can see a part of themselves in the curriculum and can see a part of themselves in the classroom. And so I think it's really important too. And so um, definitely I think it does promote inclusion and, uh, and it just gives us more tools to analyze our world, right? So just the same way with critical race theory and, and understanding what's going on with racial issues in our society, uh, so too are there gender issues going on with, you know, with women's rights and, and abortion and things like that. Um, you know, the transgender community is often and still is under attack, right? Um, you know, Marxist theory talks about, you know, class and, and how, you know, um, the way in which the, the, you know, the elite and the rich, you know, are, are con you know, consumption and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and just so on and so forth, right? And so really, I think these theories are just a great way to give students more tools to not just analyze literature, but to analyze their, their world society. Going off of that, learning about these new tools in order to examine the world, what do you hope your students take from these lessons and what you teach them? Yeah, I think, you know, I really hope that the biggest things or the most important things that students take away is just the ability to be a critical thinker. You know, I, I think, I mean, it's right, it's built into the name, you know, critical, you know, the critical theories, but I do think being a critical thinker is what I am ultimately hoping for all of my students who are in, you know, AP literature and in my other classes as well, but mostly AP literature because that's where I do it. Um, and to be a critical thinker means to be able to, you know, view the world and view it through different perspectives, right? Not just your own lived experience. You know, we don't live in a vacuum. Uh, we live amongst other peoples and other walks of life. And so that ability to be able to, uh, to empathize and be able to um, see from different perspectives is really important. And so I'm hoping that these theories give students the ability to do so. The last thing that I wanted to ask you about is your experience as a teacher. My mom is a teacher and she said that she's constantly learning things about her students every day and they make her a better person. So I just wanted to ask you, how has your career as a teacher changed you? What have you learned and how is it making you grow? For sure, uh, totally 
you know, first of all, shout out to your mom, you know, um, because yeah, being a teacher, in my opinion, is one of the most important, you know, professions uh, in the in the world. You know, I think so. Um, but definitely, my you know, personally, I agree with your mom. You know, I think that I I feel that the best thing about being a teacher is being a lifelong learner, right, and constantly learning from students. Uh, which requires us as, as adults and as, as, as teachers to listen, right? To listen to you all, listen to the youth and really start to change the way that we are understanding our own world too. You know, I think a lot of times the issues with adults in particular, I'm, I'm very, I'm very um, critical of adults, <laughs> even though I am one. But um, I think the biggest issue with adults is that they get stuck in their ways. You know, and they don't want to grow anymore. They think that they're older and that they don't have to learn anymore. But uh, that's just not true, right? And I think as a teacher, being able to be in such close contact with your with your generation and, the, and the, all the generations coming, with your thoughts and your ideas, and just like understanding the way that you are viewing the world uh, is wonderful. And it's definitely made me a better person. Um, I feel like I've grown and I, I incorporate more and more things into my own curriculum every year because of, uh, because of things that, you know, students have said and, and done in the past. And so, you know, one example of that uh, is this year we did queer critical theory uh, with Frankenstein, right? I've always taught Frankenstein, but I've usually done it in different ways. This year I did it through the queer critical theory because of one student last year who really made an impression on me and, and his, uh, his, his, um, his analysis. And he, he read that, that book through that, through kind of like that, that thinking, you know, and it got me, got me really inspired. And so I changed my whole curriculum this year to incorporate it. So definitely always learning and changing and growing uh, on a personal level as well as a teacher. Thank you so much. Our audience was super lucky today. They got to experience what it's like to have you as a teacher. I've learned so much from you this year, and thank you so much for being on the show. Is there anything else you'd like to add today? Um, I think I don't think so. I I I just I guess I would say uh, to anyone who's listening and uh, and that you may not have had me or you you don't know anything about critical theory. Um, it's, it's, it is available online, and so I would highly recommend, you know, at least just a cursory, you know, looking it up and, and kind of reading into it and um, doing a little bit of research on it and trying to incorporate it into your lives because uh, it, is, it is good. It's a useful tool to analyze our world, and, um, and so I, I would just highly recommend that for anyone who hasn't had the opportunity to potentially, um, you know, to potentially uh, study this. Uh, and lastly, I will add also that you, Caitlin, are an amazing student. So I appreciate you as well. Thank you so much. That made my day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, thank you so much to everyone who's listening. Thank you to Mr. Espinoza for being on the show. And remember to stay curious.